Roger Williams University is hosting a crisis management seminar on May 3rd at their Providence campus. Crises, whether a natural disaster, cyber attack, or financial instability, can have severe repercussions if not handled properly. This is where crisis management plays a pivotal role. Join Roger Williams' MBA students and expert speakers to learn how to prepare for the unexpected. The program is totally free and open to the public. You can register online at rwu.edu slash events slash crisis management symposium. This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. So I have this beautiful uh, children's book in, in my hands right now, and I was I was very... Uh, honored to receive it in the mail, and it's titled The Foghorn, written by John Gartner, illustrated by Alicia Gillette, and again, it's just a really wonderful story and extremely well illustrated, and what caught my attention was uh, the author, John Gartner, is a Rhode Island resident with a great backstory, so John, uh, thank you so much for, for your time and joining us on the podcast this morning and for sending the book over. My pleasure, sir. So tell me a, a little bit about yourself and and sort of your backstory before we talk about the book. Well, I've always been interested in writing and reading. And I was an educator. And then I got into my own business, which uh, was installing heating systems to save energy mm-hmm. on oil and things of that nature. And uh, I've I've been sort of ill. I don't know what else I can say about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. You sound uh, you sound uh, like a, a lively human being right now, though. That's for sure. And that's I'm, I'm well. Glad. I've always been active. Oh, I've been act- very active as an athlete years ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're st- you're based. You're from. Uh, is it North Providence? Formerly Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, your career was spent in Rhode Island. Is that fair to say? Well, it started in Rhode Island, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I did stunt work in Florida and New York. Yeah, and that's a really interesting part about your backstory is that you were a stunt person, and in fact, inside, actually, on the back cover of the. <laughs> Yeah, book, that's with Ed Sullivan. Yeah, there's a picture of you with Ed Sullivan. And so what was that like? What was what was Ed Sullivan like? Ed Sullivan he was he was good to us. I mean he was the guy that was great to me was Arthur Godfrey. But anyway, Ed Sullivan was the first show I was on without an agent, which was unusual, uncommon. Mm-hmm. And uh he was he was he we had three minutes. And uh, then at the last minute, when someone was singing his hit song, he came up to me and said, can you uh, knock off and do it one minute? Mm -hmm. And boy, I got flustered. I said, yes. And uh, we did it in a little over a minute. And uh, that was it. Amazing. And so... I was on his show a few times. I, I get real acquainted with his director. Mm-hmm. And I used to go to New York and teach his son. 
Mm. Well, that's a, definitely as iconic as it gets in terms of uh, American popular culture, the Ed Sullivan Show right there. So, John, if yeah. you don't mind, how how old are you right now, and when did you write Is the Foghorn, which is the book here, this this beautiful children's book, is this your first book? came out in November, I mean May of 2023, and I was 92. Wow. And is this your the first book you've written, or have you d- done other stuff in the past in this medium? That's the first one. I had one before that based on a, uh, I was seeing my, my, this disease I have, fibrosis, when the, when your oxygen goes below uh, 90, it destroys brain cells and heart cells. Mm-hmm. And now I see I got a, there's something I forgot to say, but uh, I don't know what you asked me even. Oh, it, I'm just asking if this is the first book that you've written. Yeah, that's right. I wrote one before that uh, called The Object, Mm -hmm. and it was about uh, an uncommon-looking dragon. And it never got off because uh, the girl that was doing the illustrations, which she was fantastic, just a high school graduate, Mm -hmm. and uh, she bowed out because she had a problem. Gotcha. So you have your, your first book published here, The Ripe Age of 92, and this book, it's called The Foghorn. Um, it's on the back cover. I read right there. Henry has a, has a problem fitting in, a big problem. Will he ever feel accepted? I read somewhere right. that you this sort of parallels some of your own experiences. Without giving away the uh, the storyline itself, just give us a, 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 some insight into the, the story that you created here and what inspired it. When I was, I asked my wife when we were both woke up if uh, I ever told her the story about the cape, and she said no. So I said, well, when I was younger, my mother would take my brother, older brother, and me to the cape. And my voice was so loud, (laughs) her aunts, which would be my great-grand-aunts, said that they appreciated that they didn't bring me because the voice was overpowering and it was, you know, hurting their ears. (laughs) So then I said to my wife, and this is where I got the idea, why can't I go to the Cape? When my mother took off one time, mm-hmm. and she laughed, I laughed, and I said, "I'm going to write a story about it." Yeah, it's a and beautiful story. And then I story. sat down and did it. I love it. I, I really do love it, and it's it's uh, it's widely available. You can find it, of course, on Amazon or Barnes and Noble dot com. And um, is it available in in stores anywhere that pe- that people can find, especially here in Southern New England? Uh, Barrington Books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who else, because that I know, and with the publisher, uh, oh, the hell the publisher, they're from Pawtucket, mm-hmm. now they moved to Warwick, uh, Riverside or something, I don't know, see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not a good interview, <laughs> but well, let me tell interview. you this, yeah. the, uh, the, uh, oh, yeah, here's, on, Oh, God. On Amazon carried this video of this book uh, presented by a woman for around three days, and then it's been off, and now it's on YouTube. It's been on a couple of weeks. This woman shows the book pages, tells a little about it, and how she bought it for her grandson or daughter, and that's all you do is say YouTube, Right, 
you know, with your browser YouTube, mm -hmm. uh, the on John Gotten, and the initials, capital W, capital T is in Thomas, capital I, and a page will come up, and then, you know, you gotta, you got to hit the forward button, and your picture will come on, and she starts talking. All right. Well, that's there for, for folks to look at as well. Um, the illustrations, I mean, the, the illustrations in this book are wonderful. And, and Elisa yes, Gillette is the, the illustrator. I read that she was a, a RISD grad. How did you connect with Alicia? I connect, how I connected with her? Mm -hmm. Through, uh, through the publisher. And she sent me a couple of names and I liked her because she had character development. I didn't know, you know, her work. I didn't see it too much mm -hmm. of it. And she sent me sketches, and uh, that's what, how we started. She sends sketches. I approve or I don't. And then if I do, she makes colorful, you know, she colors them in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely beautiful. It's a wonderful. Yes, they are. Yeah, really wonderful book, really wonderfully illustrated and uh, it's enjoyable for all ages, I must say. It's not as if, I mean, it's a children's book, but uh, it's a good read. It's a quick read for, for an adult, but it's a good read. Um, what's, what, what are your plans? Uh, you plan, are you working on anything else, or is, uh, what's, what's kind of on the horizon for you? Well, if you notice, I dedicated the book to Dr. Ed, and he's been after me to write my memoirs. Hmm. And... Uh, Something happened. I, I got in touch with a fellow, and he asked me what the format was, and I didn't know what a format was. And I gave him the computer and the numbers and, the and you know, the printer, and then he wrote back, that isn't a format. <laughs> and then it got very unfortunate because I wrote my computer guy, and I don't want to go into it, but I lost the. I wanted to write the memoirs mm -hmm. because that's quite interesting. Yeah, well, let's let's hope it's still on on deck here. Um, last question for you: um, Are you living in Rhode Island now? Am I what? Are you living in Rhode Island now, or? Oh, I'm you... living. Yes, I am. And what's what's it like for you? What would you your take as a, as an artist, someone with an educational background, someone with extensive uh, experience, um, nearly a century of, of life experience. What's your advice for anybody in the state of Rhode Island right now in terms of moving this state forward and uh, just kind of your take on it? What I want to do to move the state further? Yeah. You're getting into politics. Well, maybe not even necessarily that, but it, just in general, what's the What's what? What do you see right now that we sh that y your your words of wisdom for Rhode Islanders? Well, I I see. Unfortunately, it's been it's been like this forever in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of money comes in, and where does it go? I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not satisfied with the way things are, and I have no say in it really. Mm -hmm. Well, other than but, being a voter, right? Even than what? Other than being a voter, potentially, right? <laughs> yeah, but I don't even, I can't, the only time I go out is to see a doctor. Mm -hmm. Understood. That's, that's the trouble. But uh, I might even like, I'd like to do the object. That's a, that's a different type book, and uh, 
but it costs a lot of money to do a book. Oh, for sure. Any kind of major creative project that you you put out into the world, there's a lot of money that goes into it, and uh, it's something that it seems like people would understand, but I'm not sure that the those who don't create things, uh, whether it's it's books, music, uh, films, it costs a lot of money to make it. Oh yes, and you know one thing. I told you this in the form of email that when the Planet of the Apes came out, mm-hmm. I wrote a song about uh, in disco, uh, King Gorilla Disco. Mm-hmm. And it's quite, uh, it's, I don't know what the word is, it's weird, but funny, good music. And uh, it went up to Boston to see A&R Records, which is owned, was owned by Tijuana Brass Guy. Yeah, Herb and, Albert. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and <clears throat> the fellow played it, which is unusual, all the way through twice. Hmm. He really liked it. And he said, I'm thinking of doing something with this. But he said, Rick Dees, if you remember him, he did Disco Duck, and that was a huge hit. And his he had a gorilla song, number eight, and he decided not to do it because of that. Mm, gotcha. But you're in the music business. I'd like to send that to you. Sometime. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Absolutely. Please send it over. I'd love to hear it, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll showcase it here on uh, the podcast as well. John Gartner, the book is The Foghorn. It's your first published book um, at 92. You've made it happen. Look, you're an inspiration to a lot of people out there. There's no question about it. It takes a lot of courage to put something out into the world. And uh, I, I, I love this book, and I would recommend anybody, if you're looking for something to uh, for, for to share with your, your kids, uh, your grandkids, uh, whatever the case may be, The Foghorn, it's got... You're connecting to Rhode Island, and you're connecting to somebody who has a really wonderful life story um, that they were able to share a piece of through this great book. John, thank you so much for your time this morning. Well, thank you, and I really, truly appreciate it, and I wish you success in your career, and may God bless you always. Bartholomew Town is presented in part by Navigant Credit Union. As Rhode Island's first-ever member-owned credit union, Navigant Credit Union has been a staple in the local business community for more than 108 years. Today, Navigant is a $3.4 billion institution serving more than 136,000 members across 25 physical branch locations. But since its founding in 1915, the mission has never changed. Navigant Credit Union's team of financial professionals have remained committed to improving the financial well-being of the families, businesses, and communities they serve across Rhode Island. Learn more at navigancu.org.